Matthew 9, verses 9 through 13, verses 18 through 26, you can follow it just by listening or by reading the words that are there in front of you. Hear this story. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax collection station, and he said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with Jesus and the disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. While he was saying these things to them, suddenly a leader came in and knelt before him saying, my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples. Then suddenly, a woman who had been suffering from a flow of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. For she was saying to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, take heart, take heart daughter, your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that moment. When Jesus came to the leader's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, go away, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put aside outside, he went in and he took her by the hand and the girl got up. And the report of this spread throughout all that district. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks. First of all, I want to thank Kevin for inviting me to preach on this day. I thank you for your support in the sharing of this hour together. I want to say how good it is to work with Tina. We've worked together before, and I loved it. Um, she got up and said, she's old. I can say, she's older. <laughs> so if I get something mixed up and wrong, which I often do, uh, I appreciate your, your forgiveness and your blessing, because she's older. <laughs> we thank it, and to Art in the choir. Thank you for the beautiful music that you bring us each day in story and in sound. It's amazing, it's an amazing thing to sometimes look at a scripture reading, read it out loud, read it silently, however you do that most comfortably, and then you reflect on it, you listen, you hear a passage of scripture, and you hear it slightly different this time for the next time, the newest time. And that's what happened to me in this particular Matthew reading, because 
We know a disciple is called. All the disciples are called. We know the stories of that calling. But as I read it this week with the call of Matthew, and then we skip just a little bit after he goes to the house, and a little bit that is vague, isn't it? He goes to the house. It's not quite clear who was going to whose house and, and where. And then there were people there, and they did what probably a lot of people do. They just started talking to each other and talking. And so Matthew, Jesus said two words, follow me. And Matthew did it. He got up and he followed him. There was not some deep discussion of what had been said or what had happened before, how well did they know each other, what was going on. Jesus said, follow me. And Matthew did and followed. So then they go into the house to probably continue talking theology, to talking direction, to talking what's going on, right? But that's not really where the story ends because then we go to the next scene that while Matthew has gotten up from his table, probably took his pencil with him because Matthew was a writer and he's probably taking notes or thinking about what he would say, then something happens that was not expected. Someone else came to the house, to the door, and they are actually the ones who spoke. They're the ones who reached out so that Jesus could follow. And I think that's remarkable because in this story we think of it always as being Jesus going and doing things, but he was called to come and to serve not one, but two other caring situations. Since I have been working with the care teams and trying to get some things going there, and I work with the, our older adults in TAC, TLC, TLC, and I get to visit them and go see them and all of that, my mind has been on this whole call, not just to serve, but to care. And so for me, as I was reading this passage, and I knew it was a call of Matthew being called to come and follow, and that means serving, that means going out, that means doing mission, that means doing all of these things, and yet someone else called to Jesus to come out and help and care. Care so much that you leave this conversation that's going on in this room. So so much that you're willing to leave, to leave this new disciple or take the disciples with you so that one of the first things that they see after Matthew has followed is to see Jesus caring. Caring enough for the first story, which was a leader, coming to say what are the worst words that a parent could ever say or hear. My daughter has died, my child has died. And what else could be said? And yet in this situation, come, says the leader, lay your hand on her and she will live. Now we may not can understand or explain what happened, but that was speaking from a father of love to one who came to teach the world Love, sometimes the most difficult kind of love, impossible love for such a thing to happen. 
as if that were not enough. You remember the story? While he's going there, Jesus got up and followed him, is what the story said, and with his disciples. How important. Then, suddenly, another story comes in, another narrative starts. A woman who had been hemorrhaging for 12 years came up behind him, didn't introduce herself, just trusted her heart, inviting her to come to the one who heals, the one who makes all whole again. And she touches the bottom of his cloak, which is a pattern that could be there, that she could get healing just from the very cloak that was there. Jesus felt that and turned and said, take heart, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that moment. Any of these three scenarios that we've talked about, the call to follow Jesus from Matthew and the others, Matthew the tax collector, Jesus' call to follow, to the first story that was there, a parent loving a child and asking for the greatest kind of help and support that there could be, a woman trusting that without even speaking or saying anything, but being in the presence of this Holy One could bring healing. Healing of 12 years of disease. And so she reached out and she touched his garment and she was healed. And he says, when he goes back to the house, to the leader's house, the mourners, the flute players, which was a tradition there to have mourning and music going on when someone has died. Sometimes music is joyous and celebratory. Sometimes music is reaching to the inmost hurt and pain and loss. And so the mourners were there. And when Jesus got back there, he tells them, go away. For the girl is not dead, but is sleeping. And the very ones who were called to mourn, the very ones who were called to pray over, the very ones who were called to sing over, they laughed, for they felt that was impossible. That could not have been done, could not have been done. But when the crowd had been put outside in the quiet of the house, he sent in, he went in, and took her by the hand, and the girl got up. So there's the story of a healing. There's a story of a resurrection of some kind. For the one who is the healer comes to heal, comes to know our very hearts, comes to trust for us to reach out to Jesus and not to be afraid of asking and taking the moment in gratitude. I love these images of the connection of the spoken words 
and of the stories. And I think it's a very good message for us to hear as a group of people, a body of people, a congregation who are trying not only to serve all around the world, not only to serve in the community, not only to serve out somewhere else, but to look around who we are and to see ways that we can care and serve. I was in a setting this week when we were talking about checking on and caring for our TLC group. That's our older women's, older adult group who sometimes get lost in the shuffle, who sometimes we celebrate the birthdays of the children and we forget to celebrate the birthdays of the 90-plus-year-olds who are here, who sometimes have known a loss and we forget about remembering them because there are other people coming ahead who've known a loss, other people who have needed something. And so we're looking at, as a community, a congregation, of the ways to remember those who need our care. So I'm going to invite you now to think for a minute. Your moment of someone passing you and saying, come, follow me. Follow me in love. Follow me in trust. Follow me in helping. Follow me in reaching out. Follow me in writing a simple card, in taking Sunday flowers, and making smaller new arrangements to share with other people so that we are doing all that we can to reach out, to support, to help heal, to help be present with. How important that we each hold that call of Matthew. We may not know what it's going to be when we say, when we respond to follow me, but we can pick up and follow and find the place that's unique for each one of us with the gifts, the abilities that God has given us. So you see, that's why this Matthew reading read slightly differently this time for me, because it's not just calling us to follow and serve somewhere, but it's calling us to be open and awake to someone calling for us to share God's love in some place with someone else. I don't think there's a greater calling than that. A disciple to follow, a father who's lost a child, a woman trusting that a sheep but get close to the one who is the healer. She knows with faith that she can be healed. So I'm going to invite you to listen this week who, to who calls you by name, by heart, by action. I'm going to ask you to put yourself in the, in the place of the one who's called and to see if you are willing to go forth to that call, not knowing where it is, not knowing what it is. 
There's a book that I referred to recently in a small group setting. It's called No Act of Love is Too Small. It's a writing about how to care for your loved one with dementia, that nothing is too small to show an act of love, of God's love to each one of us, even when it may not be understood, even when we don't hear thank you or the results are there. No act of love is too small. I think that's a wonderful bi uh, book title to remind us of that. So I say it out of the journey with Jesus this week, the Gospel of Matthew, who's calling his disciples, who's shaping what his ministry can be, and there's this wonderful collection of healing and presence as we begin that journey. So, where will you hear your voice? Where will you invite someone else to be God's love? to you, because we're all in this together, giving and taking in it. Will you follow? Can we help each other and support each other? There is a, a hymn that's not in the hymn book that uh, you may or may not know, Art, um, that, if I can find it, we may not hear it. It's from uh, John Bell, who is a hymn writer, and. Um, musician who wrote a song called The Summons. Anybody know it? The Summons? This is a new song we can learn sometime. I'm not singing it. I'm going to read you, as you know, I think musically. And this is called, Will You Come and Follow Me? It doesn't ask how old you are, how young you are, what you're capable of doing, what you might not can do. The question is, Will you come and follow me? Will you come and follow me if I would call your name? Will you go where you don't know and never be the same? Will you let my love be shown? Will you let my name be known? Would you let my life be grown in you and you in me? Will you leave yourself behind if I would call your name? Will you care for cruel and kind and never be the same? Will you risk the hostile stare should your life attract or scare? Will you let me answer prayer in you and you in me? Will you let the blinded see if I but call your name? Will you set the prisoner free and never be the same? Will you kiss the leper clean and do such as this unseen? and admit to what I mean in you and you in me. Will you love the you you hide if I but call your name? Will you quell the fear inside and never be the same? Will you use the faith you found to reshape the world around through my sight and touch and sound in you and you in me? And the response, Lord, your summons echoes true when you but call my name. Let me turn and follow you and never be the same. In your company, I'll go where your love and footsteps show. Thus, I'll move and live and grow in you and you in me.
May God bless us as we listen for our name and we follow. Hello, my name is Kevin Payne and I'm the senior pastor here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining with us in our podcast of our worship celebration, the sermon this past week. I pray that you found it a blessing and that it enriched your life. If you are ever in our area and would like to join with us in person, we are located at 733 Valley Street here in Hoover, Alabama. Our service time is 10 a.m. and we would love to meet you. I pray you have a blessed week and hope to see you soon. Bye now.